Welcome to Getting Your Ducks in a Row, Down Under, a podcast where we dive into the ins and outs of childcare lead management with childcare experts from Line Leader. This episode, we will be focusing on the new release of the 2023 Benchmark Report and what the report has to offer for childcare business owners. I'm Pika, Senior Marketing Manager of Line Leader and host of Getting Your Ducks in a Row, Down Under. Today, we're going to have a special guest joining us, Selene. Selene, can you introduce yourself? Hi, Pika. Thanks so much for having me today. My name is Selene Prisco. I am the Director of Customer Operations here at Line Leader in Australia, and I'm very excited to be here with you all today. A little bit about myself, I was previously a user of the platform for many years before I began working at Line Leader. I do have industry knowledge and experience, and I hope to share a lot of that with you today. So I'm going to assume that not everyone listening on this podcast knows what the 2023 benchmark report is. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So the, tw- the 2023 benchmark report is an annual content piece that is shared by Line Leader to all childcare business owners and childcare leaders for free. This is to help them keep up to date on current trends around lead management and childcare technology. Downloading your free copy is easy. Find a link on our website today. Let's get back to the discussion of the 2023 benchmark report and the big topics that we will be covering today. First big topic of the day is the current parent experience journey and what challenges they are facing. Then we'll move on to the staff journey. What is making their day today so tedious and ineffective? What you'll need to know about millennial and Gen Z families and ending on our five key takeaways where we will go into depth and see valuable insights and solutions for your childcare business. So, what does the current parent experience journey look like? You might think it's just inquire, tour, and roll, right? While that's all true, there's still more than meets the eye between those three stages. So let's break it down a little bit more. Today's parent experience is full of stops and starts and that can get very exhausting for both the parent and the center. So sometimes it can look like this. A parent first inquire at the center, but the center may take days or weeks for them to reply to the inquiry. Once the tour is finally completed, they are waiting again for enrollment paperwork or to know what the next steps are in the enrollment process. Again, this takes days or even weeks sometimes. Then the center takes too long to respond to the family and the family finally moves on and finds another center that was easier to enroll in and quicker in response. So all that time and effort gone and they had to start a whole new process with another center. That sounds so annoying, right? What do you think, Selene? Yeah, I think I definitely agree. I've, I've heard a lot of feedback from our customers and in fact, friends and family that are currently inquiring in childcare. And those sound like a lot of the pain points uh, they're currently experiencing. Today's parents, I think, are expecting a lot more than they ever have. And I think that's fair enough. I mean, technology has really changed over the last couple of decades. And so today's parents have different expectations. We know our parents are looking for fast responses. They're looking for some sort of personalization with the communication they're receiving They're seeking some sort of self-service option if it's a tour booking or perhaps even an online check-in option. And more importantly, they're looking for convenience. And I think 
it's something we need to keep in mind when we're curating our customer journeys for our parents. The back and forth is obviously really frustrating for them and the stopping and starting, especially for our really busy parents. Uh, it just makes it such that they're going to choose a childcare, a different childcare service. Thinking about a, a real life example, I was in fact speaking to my sister recently. Uh, my niece is 10 months and she's looking to put her in childcare soon. Um, and so I asked her, what's that experience been like for you? How have you found that? And, you know, the overall comment was that it's tiresome and it's 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 been taking a long time uh she gave me a, a fairly good example in in that she um she looked at a childcare service near her home and when she was looking at it um she tried to book a tour online and they didn't have that option so she called to book uh however at the time she called it was after hours so she wasn't able to get through so she submitted an online form um hoping to hear back the following day the following day, uh, no response. And there was a bit of a time crunch, in fact, to book a tour because her husband had that Friday off. And so she was hoping to get in for a tour that Friday. Um, and again, she didn't hear. So we're at day two at this stage. She follows up. She calls. She speaks to someone. That person isn't the person who's going to be booking the tour for her. So they comment that she'll, you know, she'll get a phone call back soon. At this stage, she's kind of lost interest in the service, right? You know, there are other services who are getting back to her a lot faster. And even though this was her number one pick due to convenience and location, she ended up choosing another childcare service because they were so much faster at getting back to her. Her and her husband were able to book a tour. They saw the service. They both liked it. And at the end of the day, they chose a service that provided them a more convenient experience. I think this is also relevant for the staff members. The theme of slow and inconsistent runs across both parties. So what is so tedious and inefficient about the process for the center team members? The onboarding process is long and not standardized. Everything is based on people's handwritings or pieces of floating paper. The team have to learn multiple ways of capturing leads on different systems. Whether that might be on Excel, Word or a share folder or just post-it notes, it just doesn't work. Once the lead is captured, it becomes a repetitive and dull task to manually reach out to families one by one. These staff members also need to take care of the children and operate the center in a safe manner. Where are they going to find the time in between to nurture leads? And lastly, it's not a smart way to see if a process is working or not, which is a problem if the business wants to keep growing. Now we know what the challenges are. Are you ready to hear some facts that might shock you? 80% of millennials expect an immediate response when they are contacting a business. 40% of millennials prefer self-service rather than human contact for business. And lastly, 60% of millennials are likely to hang up if a business does not pick up within 45 seconds. What do you think about these stats, Lynn? Do you think this relates to your everyday life? I think so. I mean, I think I relate to a lot of these. Um, I know my partner, he's a little bit impatient. So a lot of this, I feel like is very relatable um, in terms of his expectations. Um, and as a millennial, yeah, I think we do expect um, real time responses and we want um, to know kind of where we stand. I was thinking about this uh, and it made me think of a recent really positive experience I had uh, with a company completely separate to childcare, in fact, uh, but it was such a positive experience that I, in fact, uh, left them a positive Google review. And I'm not one to typically leave Google reviews, but the experience stood out to me. So I felt like 
you know, that would be a good thing to do for them. So I was looking for a mobile mechanic uh, and I did what we normally do, right? I jumped on Google and typed in mobile mechanic in, in my local area uh, and saw there was about three or four results. So I called those uh, companies. Uh, there were a couple where I could actually call. Uh, I was unable to get through to a couple of those. And the others, I was, you know, leaving an online contact form. And while I was in the process of doing that, uh, I received a call back from one of the mobile mechanics. Uh, and I was really taken aback because he got back to me so quickly. And I thought, oh, that, that's great. Um, and he essentially said, oh, sorry, I missed your call. So keep in mind at this stage, I'm not even a customer of his. He doesn't have my details. He saw that I, there was a missed call. So he's, he's being quite proactive in calling me back. And this is maybe less than a minute later. So I explained to him the scenario um, and he's very quick to arrange a time for me uh, and he's gonna come by my place. And so we jump off the phone uh, and instantly I receive a text message essentially confirming the appointment and him coming by. So instantly I was like, wow, how convenient was that? Not only did he called me back really quickly. We were able to book an appointment and then I received a booking confirmation over text, which, you know, he obviously saw that I called on a mobile. So he texted me knowing that I would receive that instantly. So I was really pleased by that. Uh, he then came to my home. He did what he needed to. We had to book a second appointment. Uh, we arranged that in, in person. And again, he sent me a text after we arranged the appointment, confirming the appointment. And again, I was like, okay, great. This is great. He also sent a reminder ahead of time, confirming that he was going to come by to ensure that I was there. So he's he's checking all the boxes for me, right? He, he's convenient. It's quick. He's uh, providing me re reminders. He's communicating to me in a method that he knows that I will appreciate being a millennial and obviously being on, on the phone. Um, and at the end of the day, he did what he needed to, right? He, he was able to fix my car and I was really pleased. So much so that I, like I mentioned at the beginning, I let him know, hey, I'm really impressed with your service. I was really happy with how prompt you were. What do you guys have a, you know, a Google uh, account? I'd love to leave a review. And I did. And ironically, as I left the review, I was reading the other reviews that were left and they were very, very similar. And it was similar stories of people who had very positive experiences. So a really positive experience not only creates a longtime customer, you know, I'm going to definitely use these guys again. And, and I've told many other people and I'm telling it on the podcast today, but also it makes people, you know, want to share reviews and that generates even more business for you as well. This tells us a lot about the upcoming generation of parents, and that is they want fast service to do things themselves. And phone calls are a method of communication that is slowly dying out. Now, in saying this, we can tell that with a poor parent experience, childcare businesses and centers won't be able to relate or give these millennials and Gen Z parents the right satisfactory experience, which will then lead to a low occupancy and difficulty growing the business. Now, let's look at the staff side. We can see that there is a lot of manual work being done. In our latest industry survey, childcare leaders say that they spend four or more hours following up on leads four or more hours on tour scheduling and seven or more hours spent on gathering and organizing enrollment paperwork. So let's do some quick maths here. If there are approximately 38 hours in a full-time work week, seven is taken up by gathering enrollment paperwork, four is used up by following up on leads and another four is on scheduling tours. That's already 15 hours in the week taken by tasks that can be completely automated. 
giving a center only 23 hours in the week to complete important tasks throughout the center is just not enough. Now enough of the problems, let's give you some solutions. Here are the five key takeaways from our 2023 benchmark report. Centralizing leads to improve response time. Celine, can you tell us a little bit of what centralizing leads mean? Yes, definitely. Okay, so centralizing leads essentially means that you're going to have all your family inquiries in one centralized location. So this could be your web inquiry leads, uh, even your phone inquiries, emails, Facebook, right? All the methods that you're potentially going to be um, creating new family opportunities and inquiries will all come into one unified platform. The benefit of this is that when you have your team managing your inquiries, you've got you know, your director or maybe you have a dedicated team responsible for following up these families, rather than checking several different platforms or even inboxes, they will navigate to one centralized place and be able to see all the potential families. The other benefit of this is it allows for you to follow up with your families a lot more efficiently and effectively. So we've already touched on the fact that Millennials are really expecting that immediate response time. We know that that's an expectation and it's a great customer experience as well. So not only is centralizing all your families on one platform, filtering into one dedicated space, a better experience for your staff, it also allows you to respond to your families a lot faster. Number one, you're not having to search for where they are, right? That's when I was referring to checking different platforms and inboxes. But additionally, you can set up uh, processes in terms of following up with your families over the phone really quickly or potentially sending off an automated email or, or a text message to these families. So not only does it make your lives easier by having everyone in one centralized location, but then you can lean into providing that really ideal experience to your families by following up with them really, really quickly and providing that ideal customer experience for your family. Number two, deliver personalized moments and experience. Now I know what this is and I'm an advocate myself. I love with a capital L when I get emails or text messages that are directed to me. It feels like it's a real person on the other side. Now we're not saying to hire a full-time person to be behind a phone texting families back all day, but a CRM system such like Line Leader have features that can personalize items from your parents' first name the child's name, and all the way down to your center location. Isn't that nice? Personalizing messages can make someone's day, or more importantly, enroll at your center. Here's another favorite of mine. When you go through the checkout at the supermarket, do you go through self-service or the counter? Or if you have the option to click and collect or delivery with no extra costs, which one will you choose? I will always choose the option that has the least amount of human interaction, and that will be self-service checkout or delivery. Why? As a millennial generation, one thing I need every day is to charge my social battery, especially with strangers. Like we said earlier, 40% of parents nowadays rather self-service than have human contact when dealing with businesses. So all childcare businesses should start thinking about what are some of the ways to self-serve their business to families. Some examples could be an online tour scheduler where they can pick and choose their own time, 
or submitting the information online to receive more information on your center. Don't make your families do too much. Slent, I heard that you have a lot of experience with the fourth key takeaway. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I, I have to say I do really, really love automation. Um, and I do have quite a bit of experience with this. I, in my previous role, I did help a large organization implement automation across the business. Uh, and this did really help the business save their staff significant hours a week in terms of manual tasks that they were no longer having to complete. But it also allowed for really fantastic customer experience. And I think that's one of the things I like so much about automation. And I think a lot of people sometimes think if I use automation, I'm removing that personalized touch for my families. And I really don't necessarily think that's true at all. Um, the reason we so strongly encourage using automation and the reason I love it so much is that it allows you and your team to follow processes and it takes away a lot of that busy work. Um, so essentially it allows for you to follow a process that you'd like to consistently follow every time. And it allows for that experience to be consistent for all your families. I heard a quote actually recently from a colleague that I thought actually was fantastic and really applicable uh, to automation. And it was using technology to help people do their jobs, not replace their jobs. And I think sometimes that is a concern when we look at automation and emails being sent out from the system and, and, and things being prompted. Uh, but I think if anything, automation essentially helps people do their jobs better and more efficiently, uh, but it also provides a consistent customer experience. And this is something I actually do with customers fairly frequently is that we kind of dive into the data and try to uncover, uh, uncover why did one family in, enroll versus the other? And theoretically, you know, the family should experience a, a similar to the same customer experience. And for these organizations that don't have automation, what we uncover is exactly that. One user, one director perhaps followed the process to a T uh, and therefore the family received the thank you email and the waitlist confirmation and the, and the courtesy phone call where the other director perhaps didn't follow the process and some of these steps were missed. When we use automation, there's no risk of those steps being missed, right? Because what that automation will do for you and your organization is ensure that that standard thank you email that we curated, that we feel that should go out at, you know, day after the tour is always sent, regardless of how busy you are. And that waitlist confirmation that really gives those families peace of mind that, yes, we've got their little one secured on the waitlist, that always goes out. It doesn't matter if you're at the service working that day or not. Uh, and it prompts you to make those courtesy phone calls because we know how busy the directors get. Um, so the automation not only will help with that communication going out in a timely manner, uh, following that curated customer journey that we've created, but it'll also prompt you to complete a task or remind you to check an action. Um, and so it's, it's a really powerful tool, not only for saving your staff time, which I think is really important, but it also, it really is impactful our custom, for our customers. 
But I think at the end of the day, we need to keep in mind, you know, who is most important here? And, you know, it's, it's typically our families, right? It's the children, it's our families that we, are, we care for, we wanna make sure have a, have a good experience. And so you, using automation allows for, like I said, that consistent experience, but it also, at the end of the day, really helps your staff and your services can't run if you don't have staff. And so I really do think it's, it's a win-win for everyone. That's so true, Celine. Families always want something consistent, even if it's from two different locations. It just creates that experience more well-rounded. Now, let's move on to the last key takeaway, regularly reporting on performance. Why do you think centers need to report on a regular basis? Yeah, that's a really good question, Pekka. And I've now become a huge fan of the reporting features in our, in our platform. But when I was previously a user, I was maybe in the similar boat that some of you may be in where I wasn't really clear on why we needed to report regularly. What was the purpose? How did we do it? And it was through a conversation with one of our founders, Chuck, where he said to me, you can't manage what you can't measure. And this really stood out to me because that was so true. There was so much happening in the system but without reporting on it, it was really hard and unclear to understand what was happening. So I typically meet with customers fairly regularly. And one of the activity, activities I do is we, we drill down on some reports. Um, and there was one customer recently where we had some really actually fantastic takeaways from, from some reporting. So one of the things I looked at was a, one of our lead source reports, which is typically a, a, a fairly marketing centric report. Uh, and it was pulling in, you know, how the families heard about the service. And time after time, we were seeing center signage, center signage. And why this was so impactful was that the marketing team had just, you know, gotten a separate budget to really spend on some center signage, on some busy, uh, on some busy corners, uh, on some busy streets. Uh, and what we were seeing was that that center signage was actually making a huge impact and people were actually seeing it. Um, and it was just such a small little takeaway that the service and, and the company itself had no real idea up until then that that was actually working. And their ROI in terms of the spend for, for that signage was really paying off. Another example, uh, and this is one of my favorite reports, and if anyone um, has played around with reports, uh, you, you may be familiar with this one as well, which is one of our lost opportunity reports. And the story with this customer uh, is actually kind of a, you know, a very positive ending. So a lost opportunity, right, is going to be when a family, for whatever reason, has chosen not to continue on with your service. Uh, and within this report, you can identify, you know, what the reason was that was selected and also what potentially what their, you know, previous status was. And it's a really impactful report. It can you know, really paint a picture as to what's happening at your service. And at one service, we were seeing very high numbers of lost opportunities. And the reason was because of hours of operation. Well, this is actually something we can control, right? So with reviewing that data, we were able to identify there was a list of 50 families, you know, ironically, all within the nursery and toddlers group, which is where that service needed more children. And they had all selected that hours of operation weren't suitable. So the organization was able to make that modification internally with their operations team. And we went back out actually to those families and said, hey, guess what? We've actually extended our hours. Our hours are now six till six. 
And what was fantastic was a lot of those families hadn't actually found care elsewhere. They had just, you know, said, oh, well, this is not going to be a good fit because these hours don't suit us. And so these are just obviously two examples of, of services, but these are examples of the power that reporting can have because it can tell you essentially what your families are saying, what your families are seeing, what your families are experiencing. Uh, so it's not always necessarily just numbers, which of course there is a lot of number-driven data, which is of course very impactful. But a lot of the time, a lot, the data that may be impactful will be things like this. We are uncovering what your families are saying without having to speak to all, you know, all 50 families. Um, and for that reason, I do think it's important that services are, you know, quarterly reporting on on the success and the conversions of their services, uh, but also on on a more regular basis, uh, getting a sense of what's happening at their service and what their families are saying about you know their experience. Now, I think we've given a lot of insights into our 2023 benchmark report here on this episode. A big thanks for our guest, Selene, for giving us her knowledge on improving the parent enrollment experience. If you want to see the full report, don't worry, we won't make you pay for it. It's free. Visit the link in the description of this episode and hit download. For more childcare industry insights, tune in to our upcoming episodes. And that's it for us. And thank you for listening to our first episode of Getting Your Ducks in a Row Down Under. See you next time.